Hello and welcome to Dunktown, the podcast where we learn about basketball one game at a time. I'm Anastasia. And I'm Agata. And today we have an extra special guest. He's a, re- re- he's a writer from SB Nation. It's Brady Klopper. Hi. Hey, y'all. Thanks for having me. Again, I'm so excited back. to be a repeat guest. This is fun. Oh, oh my God. God. It's an elite club and you get to be part of it. I'm very also, honored. like... The, I, you know, I don't want to like bring up bad memories, Uh-oh. but <laughs> where's this going? <laughs> but you, we had you on right at the beginning of the pandemic. Oh yeah. yeah. I feel like that we really weird. like, we really went through something in yeah. between these two. That's true. <laughs> I, I'm going to listen to them back to back. Yeah. <laughs> kind of bookending the pandemic here. Yeah. So how'd you do? Yeah. <laughs> We'll score you. <laughs> I, I feel like I did pretty well, but I feel like that was my answer back then yeah. when y'all asked me how I was holding no up. Idea. And I was like, oh, better than most people, I think. And I think that like that held true through the whole thing. I think Yeah, uh, I think I think you said I've got a lot of books. <laughs> oh. I, do, I do did have you read a lot them? of books. I, I read a lot of them. I oh, looked at good. a lot of them. Nice. I added more to them and rearranged them many times. That's moved, amazing. So I like took them off the walls and then put them back on the wall. You, yeah, so. you're always you're always engaged with them in some way. Exactly. They're you know <laughs> uh, a good friend, really. <laughs> How was moving during the pandemic? Oh, uh, it was intense. Yeah, because I uh, I moved in December, and so it was like kind of you know when everything was at its worst. Yeah. So I was really not wanting to like interact with humans in any way shape or form so like i didn't hire anyone and i didn't even go like rent a truck or anything oh my god so it was just how did you do it well a lot of drives um (laughs) it was it was me and my girlfriend and our fiat which is oh my god itty bitty bitty (laughs) Um, how do you put furniture in that we did like 40 treks in in the fiat over the oh course of like 10 days moving That's stuff from wild. one apartment to another what how do you put a couch in that thing uh we did not we were <laughs> we were at the like blessed stage where we had been at our last apartment for way too long and everything basically needed to go like Got furniture okay. wise so yeah we threw away a lot of stuff and bought a lot of new stuff so it was mostly just like all of the like small stuff, like mm-hmm. hundreds of books and <laughs> that kind of stuff. So your Fiat was just filled to the brim with books. <laughs> yeah, to the you couldn't brim. even use the brake because there <laughs> was books under there. You know, a Fiat filled to the brim with books is like twenty six books. books and an encyclopedia. So <laughs> yeah, I've got, a, I've got a smart car, so my car is even smaller yeah. than yours. And, oh gosh, you know, I fill that thing full of books all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you it guys can relate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just go to the last bookstore, you know, grab a couple of things here and there. <laughs> You're at max capacity. Suddenly the car is full. <laughs> yeah. But you can park it easily. <laughs> That's true. I do love that. Um, but I mean, I'm just impressed that you that you used only your fiat to yeah. move. It's cr- that's crazy. We got it's like huge. halfway through and I was like, I really should have just gotten Booked over it U-Haul. and like yeah <laughs> just gotten a u-haul this would have been so much easier but at that point you're already like pot committed you're like oh, yeah I've, I've done this halfway through right like, i gotta see it out because i'm gonna feel like a total idiot yeah. if i like get a u-haul now and i'm like well that was easy <laughs> at least well, now i didn't have to confront how easy it would have been <laughs> to have done it a better way well the the nice thing about a u-haul is that you're like that's my moving day and i'm doing all this shit no matter what when you're going with your car which i have done that version before you're like that it drags on for weeks and you're just like every morning and every evening you're like i'm gonna do a little bit more i should take some because yeah better might as well (laughs) that is so true and i and i thought i was being smart by having like a 12 day window between when our new lease started and our old one ended. And I'm like, Oh, that's great. That's a lot of time. But then you just like use all of that time. Right. Just like getting through it. Right. Like one weekend of like back breaking labor. Exactly. Which would have been so much nicer in hindsight, but it's just, it's like those college essays that you just, you're not going to finish them till like two minutes before it's due. (laughs) That's okay. I mean, you made it, you have, you have all your stuff. Yeah. How's your stuff? How's your new place? Um, 
a gigantic improvement over my Amazing. Last place. That's awesome. So yeah, very, Congrats. very happy. It's thank you. It's it's been nice. I, I feel a little bit more like an adult than <laughs> in yeah. the the apartment that I moved into when I was unemployed and twenty-three and so yeah, you know, s- slowly moving up in the world. Nice. So I Hell I mean, yeah. I feel like so much has happened since we talked to you. Cause I think if I recall correctly, we talked to you like even before the last dance came out mm-hmm. and like before the bubble and all of that. Um, yeah. And so first of all, what'd you think of the last dance? <laughs> oh my God. It was so good. It was, I mean, I, I know that there are a lot of people who had valid criticisms about the objectivity of it. Yeah. Um, which is fair when, you know, it was like produced by his mm-hmm. assistant or whatever. Um, and I, I just, I didn't give a shit, to be honest. Like, yeah. I had too much of childhood worshipping LeBron James watching Space Jam every night for like two months to, to care if it was like objective or fair or anything. It was just 10 hours of michael jordan doing things and talking about things that i'd never seen before yeah and and i i loved the hell out of it every moment of it it was awesome it was just good was fun storytelling yeah. too. Yeah. it was just like it was. fun you know mm-hmm. uh lots of tense moments <laughs> oh boy they made it very compelling like, yeah. which i guess is you yeah. know kind of easy with michael jordan but like i don't know taking something like 20 years old and yeah. more than 20 years old and still making it a compelling storyline Mm-hmm. I feel like they did really well with that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand that that criticism of like, you know, when the subject is like so close to it, like it does feel like some some of the stuff gets distorted or like, the re- like there's definitely a bias. Yeah, right? exactly. Mm-hmm. And I feel that way about biopics too. Like if someone's yeah. alive and, and they're making a movie about them and they're involved, like, I don't want to see your like version of yourself. Yeah. But totally. Let's see the real gritty, yeah, like, like hot take version exactly. after someone's death. <laughs> exactly. I want to see the real <laughs> shit. And I don't want you to like ignore the horrible stuff this person did because yeah. you don't want to make them feel bad. But like with, with Michael Jordan, it's like everyone kind of knows his skeletons and like Very you know, true. the horrible. <laughs> yeah. Like the way he treated behavior. people and like, and that, you know, we all still respect him, but like, <laughs> I don't think that that goes away just cause you're just cause you acknowledge that like he was a dick to people. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Like, totally. He's good at ba- no one's saying you're worse at basketball because you're <laughs> being an asshole. Like we all know that's part of him. Right. It's tough though. Yeah. And I, and I feel like in that way, it was very fitting. It was very him. Like it put the, the bad stuff just in the closet and closed the door mm-hmm. and made you not look at it. And it embraced and glorified the entertainment element of it. Right. And like yeah. that obviously is problematic, but it's also kind of a fitting like way to tie up his career because that was what his career was the whole time. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, that's what we had with him. Yeah, for sure. Um. So we, we also, you know, Last time we talked to you, it was pre Wubble. Did you cover the the Wubble and yes. the Bubble? <laughs> yes, just just the Wubble. Um, yeah, I mean, I covered it as best as as they could. I obviously wasn't there. Um, they didn't allow anyone, you know, like the NBA with the Bubble. I think they allowed ten people out of ten media people at a time, um, and the Wubble didn't allow anyone. Like the 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 only. I believe the only media people that were allowed in there were the two filmmakers who shot the 144 documentary. Mm -hmm. Um, So I definitely wasn't there, but um, in a way I was covering it more closely than I cover the sparks in a normal year Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because everything was on zoom and now everything's on zoom and it's still the same. Like I'm still covering them more than I probably was in 2019 because you don't have to, go to every game you don't have to go to every practice you can Mm -hmm. just pop on your computer uh so it was a pretty it was a pretty nice experience for me to be honest i mean that i don't envy the players having to go through that but uh it was fun to cover something so 
uh, historical and so unprecedented. Seriously, and still yeah. have that much access to it. Yeah, I'm. I'm surprised. I mean, I think this is like everything during the pandemic, where it's like we kind of realize how little we were using technology in the past. Yeah. Um. And now I'm. I'm like, I hope they use Zoom and stuff more. Right. Why not in the future? You know. Yeah, they know how to do it. They're used to it now. They can't be like we 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 don't have the ability to like <laughs> set up these live streams so that people can be part of this. Like it, it's kind of the same as like companies who are like, well, back to normal. It's like, well, no, nobody we wants that. Remote, <laughs> yeah. you know, like good work. things came out of this yeah. horrible bullshit. Yeah. Learn, learn something from this. Yeah, yes. exactly. And like, yeah, you don't have to be flying all over the place just to see what's going on. Yeah. Just to ask one question. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. I feel like the players like it a lot more mm-hmm. too because, you know, you don't have a bunch of people just like screaming in your face and smelling everyone's breath and <laughs> like having to fight them away when your few minutes are up. It's like so much easier to just like yeah. take a question, leave, so That's on and true. so forth. Yeah, you can just turn the, t- the turn the screen off and be yeah. like, bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, in the past there were like people in the locker room. Right, like, know, like, waiting to like intercept you and be like yeah and it's like now there's like a very specific time where it's like you go you do your media stuff over zoom and then you it's done you know yeah it's way more efficient for everyone yeah hell yeah great let's keep it up if they're listening keep it up (laughs) yeah (laughs) so what did you think of the wobble like did you and by the way i kind of hate the term wobble <laughs> i hate that i'm saying it you so much said right? it like 12 times <laughs> i just want to put that out there it's really bad but yeah. it's like it's kind of convenient it's like a convenient word to use so that's why i'm using it we cut corners but <laughs> <laughs> but like how do you think things went um i know you know a lot of key people weren't in there and that might have changed the outcome. But the fact that the storm won the championship, then I don't think is like that big of a surprise. Yeah. You know, Uh, maybe, maybe it was a surprise for some people just because both, um, Brianna Stewart and Sue Bird were coming back from really big injuries. Right. But it's like, they still had all the key players, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, and they back. came back from injury and like looked amazing. Yeah. Right? So like even if everyone else had been healthy, I think like by the time the playoffs came around, they would have been the favorites. Mm-hmm. Anyway, like they surprised me because I just don't expect anyone to come back from a torn Achilles and like look better than they did before. Yeah. Um but Brianna Stewart did. Uh, that was amazing. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't know what's going on between between Brianna Stewart and and Kevin Durant both just like shaking off a torn Achilles and coming back like <laughs> oh, nothing I thought you happened. were saying like they're hooking up or something. I was like, ooh la la. <laughs> that would be a huge What's surprise. On that between would be a little two. bit of a, uh, you know, breaking news here. <laughs> oh my God. I would love, I would love that. that would I be, mean, you why just like NBA how player, juicy the gossip Well, is. I do love that shit. But why, why, has an NBA player ever dated a WNBA player? That's a I really good question. Never thought about this so. before. Not, well, oh wait, what about Candace Parker? Wasn't she? With- oh yes, that's a good point. Candace Parker was married to Sheldon Williams, who was mm. in the NBA for a while. Um, wait, actually, Kevin Durant, I believe, when he first, like when he first entered the league, was dating a WNBA player, but I don't remember who. That's cool. But I think he was very Gabe, briefly. Gabe, look it up. <laughs> <laughs> I could be entirely Gabe's wrong. Gabe's like, I don't want to get this. You didn't um, even use his sound drop that's like, Gabe is Googling it. <laughs> <laughs> Gabe was uh, not, this didn't feel as pressing Gabe to him. Gabe is Googling it. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> okay, briefly, briefly engaged. engaged. Whoa! Holy wow. shit. Monica Wright. Well, there we go. Monica Wright was a role player in the WWE for several years. And at what point was the future of Mrs. Kevin Durant? I wonder oh. what happened. Maybe it was no, all of his more sultry tweets about Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> 
or Rihanna. Or Rihanna. <laughs> Not sure that I would uh, tolerate that kind of behavior. <laughs> Honestly, I want my fiance to be thirsty on Twitter at celebrities. Like, I want him to be shooting his shot. You, yeah, that's a great thing. You both are like really yeah. thirsty online. I'm just like at Kelly Oubre, like, hi, babe. That's so I'm, funny. I'm pretty thirsty for Kelly Uber Jr. on online as well. So <laughs> I mean, who isn't? There. Like, it's weirder to not be. I think that is very true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, speaking of being thirsty for players, <laughs> <laughs> last time you were on, we asked you who you would kiss. You said Giannis, <laughs> which I was did. a great. You know, we loved that response. You also said your backup was Joel Embiid. Ooh. <laughs> Do you still agree with these choices? Yeah. We're going to ask you every time you're on the show if you stand by if there's that. A new, <laughs> if there's a new person you want to kiss. So, so it's funny because right as you said that, I remembered saying Giannis. I had no recollection of saying Joel Embiid as my backup. <laughs> so as you were bringing this up, I was thinking about it. I'm like, all right, well, I remember Giannis. And I think he would still be my choice. But maybe, maybe it would be Joel Embiid. <laughs> So I guess that's my way of saying, yeah. I, You're I, consistent. Yeah, I'm sticking yeah. with those. That's cool. Great. Yeah, they just, that's you know, fine. They, they seem like nice guys. He could guys. be a freak on the court and on the shit, <laughs> oh you God. know what I'm saying? <laughs> that could be you. <laughs> that could be about you. <laughs> I love that. Oh, my God. I mean, honestly, great choices. Yeah. I I do feel like, first of all, Giannis, come on. He's like, a, come on. he's literally a Greek god. <laughs> right? Yeah. He's perfect. He's, perfect in bod, my, body, mind, and soul is what yeah. I was trying to say. <laughs> and bod. he's such a, like, a sweetie at the same time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He's, he's very gentle part. and loving. That's the soul part. Yeah. Yeah, and then Joel, it's like you want someone who's like a little wild, you know, but like mm-hmm. he's really big, he's really fun. He'll just like scoop you up, really smooch you down. <laughs> he seems to me he seems like the kind of guy who'd be like taking you out on a boat party, right. you know, <laughs> champagne, cheese plate, everything's going These on. These are some of my favorite things in the world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> me All too. All I want is a cheese plate and some champagne on a boat. I mean, <laughs> Wait, Joe Embiid was—he was the one that he was the one that was tweeting at Rihanna. He was tweeting at Rihanna. That wasn't Kevin Durant. I got the mix. I'm, I'm pretty sure Kevin Durant has tweeted at Rihanna too. <laughs> who has? Yeah, that's true. Who, yeah, I've tweeted I mean, at who her. amongst us. <laughs> true, true. But he was really shooting a shot at her, he, which yeah, I love. He went, he went like full, hundred and ten percent with that shot. <laughs> yeah. I respect that when you know that that many eyeballs are going to see it and you're still shooting that shot. But the thing is, there's no, she only has eyes for LeBron. That's she has, true. She doesn't She care. has repeatedly, that's true. like shown her loyalty. Yeah. To an yeah. alarming extent. <laughs> yeah. It makes making his wife uncomfortable extent. <laughs> Where she's like, okay, okay, I get it. <laughs> um. I mean, that would be a very, like, Savannah James is, like, a wonderful, wonderful human being. Yeah. But that would be intimidating for anyone. Yeah. Like, no matter how great you are to have Rihanna shooting their shot at, at your partner. Like, yeah. That might crumble. be the most intimidating thing yeah. ever. I would crumble and I would be <laughs> jealous. I'd be like, why not me? I would almost be <laughs> mad if they didn't leave me for Rihanna because yeah, <laughs> yeah. like you know, if they leave me. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, that why you would take me over Rihanna? Um. <laughs> anyways, I might say more about our self self esteem. <laughs> so we need to get to Rihanna level. <laughs> I just love her. Um. Okay. So. Flash forward to the current season. <laughs> First question for you is who are the rookies that you're really seeing pop off in the WNBA this season? Oh, that's been a hard one because truthfully, like the kind of harsh answer is no one. Yeah. Um, like it just hasn't been like there have been a lot of good rookies, but it just hasn't been a year yet for the rookies to have those dramatic rookie seasons like yeah. um, Arika Gumbawale had a few years ago. Yeah. And Fisa Collier had that same year. 
And I think part of it is like, it's just a really competitive year. Right. So like all the teams are kind of still making their playoff pushes. Like there aren't, there's really only one team in Indiana that is like clearly shit and is not going to make the playoffs. And for some reason they're not playing their, their lottery pick Kaiser. Um, who's I'm not going to attempt to pronounce her last name partially because Kaiser is just the coolest first name to begin with. <laughs> like, why would you, why would you have a last name if your first name is Kaiser? Seriously? Like, it's a one name yeah. deal. You yeah. Need the anything next else. Rihanna. <laughs> the next Rihanna is yeah. Kaiser. So, um, but she's just not really playing, which is weird. So yeah, I think it's kind of wide open in terms of like rookie of the year race. Um, Charlie Collier in Dallas is, who was the number one overall pick has been, has been quite good, but you know, kind of getting limited minutes. Um, Ari McDonald, who was kind of the star of March Madness, has been doing some pretty awesome stuff in, in Atlanta. Dijanae Carrington is definitely not like in that race yet because she hasn't been playing enough, but she's looked really, really good when when she has had her minutes. So, yeah, that was kind of a non-answer, but no one's really jumped out just yet as mm. like that star talent, at least in my eyes. But hopefully yeah. they will. Well, you know, I, I think so time. early on still too. Yeah, it's we are yeah, early on. Yeah, true. But I think also your answer kind of brings to mind the conversation that's come up quite a bit recently about how the W needs expansion teams because there are so many talented people who aren't getting minutes. And the rookies are definitely at the bottom of the list as far as getting minutes. And there's just kind of like not enough. There's not, there's not enough room for the amount of talent that is coming up. Yeah. Yeah. The amount of first round picks that get waived every year is just staggering, especially in a 12 team league. Like, so top 12 picks that are just getting waived in like training camp or right. like after a week of the season, um, there have already been two or three first round picks this year who have gotten waived. Uh, and that's just like ridiculous. Yeah. Um, you a need tragedy. somewhere for those people to play and, and be able to get an opportunity. And even just like people focus a lot on expansion in terms of adding more teams, mm -hmm. which would be wonderful and, and needs to happen. But I think they also need to expand roster sizes. Um, so you can a have be able to keep some longer term players to develop, but also just like, because right now rosters are capped at 12 players and that just creates these situations. Like with the Sparks right now, one of their 12 players is Maria Vadiva, who is in Russia and isn't coming back until right. the Olympics. Another one of theirs is their first round pick Jasmine Walker, who just tore her ACL. So like you're down to 10 players for the foreseeable future. And then two of them got injured and they had to like use a, a hardship exception just to be able to field the minimum number of players required to be suited up every night. So like in addition to like, it would be great to get, you know, 15 or 16 teams, but I think we need to get to like 14 or 15 players mm -hmm. per team as well. That would go a long way. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. If you got to choose where a new team would be, what would you choose? Um, so I need to do two answers here because my first answer is extremely biased as someone from Northern California at the Bay area needs a basketball and a WNBA team. Like yeah, hundred million percent. It just needs one. Um, Bay area is just awesome for, well, just awesome in general, but it's, it's a really incredible area for sports. Uh, there's a lot of collegiate history there with Stanford and Cal um, there's a lot of infrastructure there with the Warriors having just built a new stadium. Uh, the Warriors ownership group has expressed a lot of interest in having a WNBA team. So that's a very realistic one and a very biased one um, that I definitely, definitely think there needs one there. Um, otherwise, I would probably say Miami. Mm, um, interesting. I just think Miami is the, I mean, maybe that's a bad choice because Miami, all, all their other teams always seem to do really bad with attendance. <laughs> so maybe that, maybe that's yeah. a poor choice. Maybe I should go someplace like, you know, Charlotte or something that has like a more raucous fan base, but it just feels I mean, like I think players would like to go to Miami. Yeah. Right. Mm. Like players would like it. It would fit the vibe yeah. of the league. I think like you need a cool, like laid back South beach and also like players need that. I mean, we always talk about NBA players who aren't, playing for Miami, having their like 
Saturday night game in Miami and getting, you know, drunk on Friday night and playing like <laughs> shit on Saturday. Yeah. And, you know, I think the WNBA players deserve that too. They deserve to have a, a party location that yeah. they get to roll through once I or mean, twice a year. What about Vegas though? That's a, that's a party spot. That's I mean, true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. The, yeah. And I think um, if we were to look at Vegas's home record, it, it probably <laughs> reflects that. They do have a bit of an advantage. <laughs> just too many crab legs at the buffet. <laughs> <laughs> it's more food poisoning than hangovers. <laughs> Not even poisoning, just volume of food that you shove inside of you at a buffet. Or is that just me? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I, I gotcha. Yeah. Not just you. <laughs> Um, so what are some stories that you see developing or some things? Cause we just, we have a lot of listeners who aren't as familiar with the WNBA, anything that you think people should look out for or, um, should take interest in this season? Yeah, I think a few things I think, you know, for me, the most kind of fun and compelling storyline is there's this very interesting kind of passing of the guard going on right now in the league where you still have like the iconic superstars who were some of the best players in league history and like Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi and Candace Parker and Sylvia Fowles. And they're all still playing, but you also have this new generation of, of players like Sabrina Ionescu Mm -hmm. and Asia Wilson and Brianna Stewart, who's, who's still pretty young um, who are kind of taking that torch, but they're all playing simultaneously at the same level. And I think that's kind of one of the unique things about the WNBA. The players age a little bit more gracefully than in the NBA. And the young players are a little bit better than in the NBA, in part because they've had to go through three or four years of college instead of coming out after one. So you end up with this time where it's like the very young players like Sabrina Ionescu in her second season are as good as the Diana Taurasi's who are still like crazy good. Yeah. Even in their, you know, quote unquote old age for, for sports and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's just really fun seeing the different generations that are going at each other and, and equally good and, and competing for championships together on an, on a level playing field, even as you see the older players, like welcoming in the young players and like actively handing off, the league to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really fun. And then the, the other really fun thing about the league this season is it's, it's just wide open. Um, you know, there have been three teams this year in um, Vegas, Connecticut, and Seattle that have been so far have been a lot better than everyone else. But you can make cases for like six or seven teams this year. Um, mm-hmm. And there's not a clear cut favorite. There's, there's not that, team that you would clearly take over the field the way you get in a lot of other leagues. Um, WNBA usually ends up with this kind of March Madness feel where there might be a team that looks the best, but you really don't have any confidence that one team is actually going to win. Yeah. Uh, and so especially this early in the season, you just kind of have no idea and and you turn tune in every night and you have no idea who's going to be who. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's just, there's just a lot of parody which is a lot of fun. And if you like entertainment, there have been an obscene amount of like buzzer beaters and late game shenanigans and overtimes and whatnot this year. So just the theatrics this year, it, it's just, it's been very well contested, which is a lot of fun. Mm, hell yeah. I love theatrics. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Bring on all the theatrics. Hell yeah. Um, on that note, so much happens in a week. We can't possibly cover it all. So we wrap it up in a little segment called Previously on Basketball. Previously on Family Basketball. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) All right. Mercury's Kia Nurse hits insane buzzer beater to defeat the sky. Storm's Jewel Lloyd hits insane buzzer beater to defeat the wings. Danny Ainge steps down as Celtics president of basketball operations. Head coach Brad Stevens steps in. Portland's Terry Stotts and Orlando's Steve Clifford are parting ways with their respective teams. 
Noel Quinn is the new head coach of the Seattle Storm after Dan Hughes announces his retirement. A-Rod's reported plans to move the Timberwolves to Seattle could leave the Lynx in a lurch. Pope Francis gives basketball his papal seal of approval. (laughs) Damian Lillard is your Twyman Stokes teammate of the year for 2021. LeBron James chooses Toon Squad over Team USA. <laughs> Let's look at LeBron. <laughs> no, I think I'm gonna play for the Toon Squad this summer instead of the Olympics. And I think that's what I'm. That's my focus on, on trying to beat the Monstars or the Goon Squad. We call them now. <laughs> so didn't have much success versus Sun. So now I am uh, gearing my attention to the Goon Squad here in July. Let the, I'm going to let the ankle rest for about a month, and then uh, I'm going to gear up with, with, with uh, Lola, Taz, Granny, Bugs, <laughs> and the rest of the crew. So hopefully see y'all at the match. Aw, he is al- always be marketing. That's his, <laughs> that's his whole thing. Um, and I do- unabashedly corny, too. <laughs> yeah, Just corny. no shame. Yeah. No shame in it. I love the denim jacket, no shirt combo. Denim jacket, like, unbuttoned maybe all the way. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Mystery. <laughs> <laughs> like, big chains. I love it. He's in, he's in summer party mode. He immediately turned into summer LeBron. Yeah. And we love summer LeBron <laughs> when he's, you know partying drinking doing instagram stories of him rapping along to songs <laughs> that's my favorite lebron you know he's chilling. instagram stories that are like 70 yeah stories long yeah you so can't many even dots. like see the individual ones because yeah. all the dots are so tiny yeah that's true exactly and, and he's, he's trying in- to give a message through his lyrics but we don't know what it is yeah <laughs> it's like who's who's the hater i don't know we don't know could be any of them <laughs> i mean he is so good at promoting. I mean, he's so good at it. He really turned it on after a heartbreaking end of the season, I think. Yeah. And I do want to say, like, I respect him for not going to the Olympics because fuck the Olympics. <laughs> yeah. Fuck the Amen. Olympics. Yeah. Amen. It should be happening. Cancel first that of shit. All. Um, yeah, but it was corny as hell when he just said <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see Kia Nurse's buzzer beater. Copper, the leaner, no good. Rebound, Phoenix. They're off and running. They don't take a timeout. Nurse hits Kia Nurse. So Phoenix wow. is down. It's 81 to 83. They had two timeouts. And she's at the logo pretty much. Yeah. And throws the ball. Heaves it across. And, you know, we see many attempts. Yeah. <laughs> if you watch basketball, you see tons of people heaving a ball from that place and it rarely works but this time it goes right in and then her teammates just (laughs) dogpile her i love that i love a supportive dogpile oh such a good fun play to watch yeah um were you watching this game brady i was watching this game yeah i just turned it on for like the last few minutes oh perfect yeah is it was one of those, like, you look at the scores, you see something's close, you turn it on in case something like this happens. Yeah. And then it happens. And that play was so, you're like, why are you not calling a timeout? Why are you not calling? Oh, <laughs> yeah. okay. Okay. That's cool. That works okay. too, I guess. Yeah. Sure. Because there's you- a reason you're in the WNBA and I'm not. <laughs> well, a few reasons, but um, that's that, one of them. That's the main one. Yeah. Um, let's look at Jewel Lloyd and her buzzer beater. <sighs> So this is going to have to be a quick catch and shoot. Maybe something. 102 to 102. Tied up. And there she is. Oh, she had a catch and shoot for long. She's at the top of the key, throws it, or, or at the three-point line. Big arc goes Amazing. right in. Yeah, that ball was in the air for like at least 30 seconds. <laughs> Made it look effortless. Yeah, seriously. Just like, yeah, just an easy one. Just dump it in there. Um Amazing. I loved it. Okay, let's see what the Pope has to say. <laughs> I'm really curious about this one. It's the first time I've ever heard of okay, say that. Okay, the, the official Catholic News Agency Twitter 
<laughs> says Pope Francis has described basketball as a sport that lifts you up to the heavens during an audience with members of the Italian Basketball Federation. What does that mean? Does that mean Jesus supports the NBA and the WNBA? Yeah, I think so. Well, I'm on board then. Wait, where is Pope Francis from? He's like Argentinian or something. Gabe, look it up. <laughs> Gabe's Jewish, so he's not going to have that information <laughs> Gabe at the ready. Is Googling it. <laughs> wow, it's definitely not episode. any information I had ready to go either. <laughs> I just know he's like one of the first non-European. Oh, Argentina. Wow. Okay. Oh, nailed right. it. So it's his name was probably not Francis. You think? Do, do they make them? They make the, up a yeah. name. Yeah, because yeah. John Paul. There's like a hundred John yeah. Pauls. Yeah, he chose. Oh, I think you usually choose okay. your pope name mm. after like a previous pope that you like. Yeah, or a previous. It's person. like, oh, I like that guy. I'm or gonna be Gabe Dannon 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, there could be. You can just choose to be a Gabe Dannon. Yeah, if you wow. just respect someone enough. That's how pope, <laughs> that's how poping works. I am Catholic, so I mean, my family's Catholic. I know the rules, so don't question me. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Don't question me. So I'm just wondering, Pope Francis, you know, there, there's like, I mean, right now you've got Facu Campazzo. <laughs> Manu Ginobili. There's so many players from Argentina. And, and, and yeah, they have Italian names. They're probably ethnically Italian, mm-hmm. but they're from Argentina. So you Pope think Francis they should be... looks like he could hoop. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he looks like he could get a bucket. He's just into these guys. And, you know, I like the idea of him being at like a uh, Hooters watching the game with the, with the boys. <laughs> Would he go to Hooters? Is that? I don't know. I'm just thinking of somewhere. I think he'd that's go to playing. a yard house. Okay, yard house. Okay. Dave We're Buster's spitballing. Maybe. A David Buster's. Because yeah. you can get a few rounds of like, you know. <laughs> Gabe just Googled Pope Francis spinning a basketball, <laughs> and there are photos of it. Oh, wow. That's a sacred Harlem, picture. The Harlem Glo- Globetrotters. No, but they're just doing the thing that yeah, they you do, do it to for kids. Him. They did it for him. It's yeah. not impressive. They spin it and put it on his yeah, finger. They do Cheat. the hard work. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to no be rude Pope and Francis. disrespect you know, my family's religion, even though... <laughs> Uh, I, yeah. Oh, that's a cute gift. <laughs> he's so happy. Oh, he's super happy. Oh, I wish we could have him as a guest on this show. Like, imagine. <laughs> I want to hear, like. He, he is on our dream guest oh, list. He is, yeah. <laughs> like, I want to know who is, like, who it's he would him, kiss. Billy Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Would kiss. The, yeah, the two big dogs. Um, can popes kiss? They can't have sex, but can they kiss? Oh, shit. I should know this. <laughs> Uh, they can't have sex. If they can't have sex, I'm assuming they can't kiss. You could have like a like a air kiss or like a platonic kiss. Cheeks. Maybe. Yeah, a little, little <laughs> European cheek uh, kiss thing. This is all Gabe's googled it, but it's all about kissing the Pope's ring, which we should have foreseen. That's like a whole thing. I'm not gonna kiss some dude's ring. Like, come on. How do I know that guy's been washing his hands? <laughs> Start with that. <laughs> Like this pandemic has taught us a lot, yeah. which is that many people apparently didn't know how to wash their hands right. a year ago. They needed to sing a fucking song to do it right. <laughs> like, come on. Sorry. Sorry, Pope Francis. Just just joshing. <laughs> he listens and he's pulling, just I'm just pulling his leg. <laughs> he's like, well, we do want him. Hands. We would love to have him on. Hear about like who his who his team and his players yeah. are, and his who he would kiss. <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> okay, today we watch the Chicago Sky at the Los Angeles Sparks on June fifth, twenty twenty one. Let's meet the girls. Let's go, girl. Oh, I forgot about that. It's been so long. <laughs> okay, on the Chicago sky. Sky rockets in flight. Oh, afternoon delight. <laughs> <laughs> the starters are Stephanie Dolson, Diamond to Shields, Kalia Cooper, Courtney Vandersloot, and Allie Quigley. The, off the bench, we had Ruthie Hebert. 
Azura Stevens, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing this wrong, and Astun Dewar. The head coach is James Wade. And not playing today was Candace Parker with an ankle injury. Missing her eighth game. Yep. All right. And then on the Sparks. Um, starters, Nia Coffey, Amanda Zowie B, Erica Wheeler, Christy Tolliver, Tia Cooper, off the bench, Brittany Sykes. Is it Bria Holmes? Yeah. And then head coach, Derek Fisher. Not playing today, Anike Ogumike and Cheney Ogumike. Both knee Both injuries. knee injuries. A little bit suspect. What were Sisters they doing? Sisters with knee injuries? <laughs> hmm. they, were, they were playing a game. Yeah, they were playing Twister. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into the game. All right. So we were talking earlier. This game was not in Staples Center, even though it was a home game for the Sparks. Brady, was it? No. Uh, Brady, can you explain where they're playing and what's going on? Yeah. So the Sparks are temporarily playing at the Los Angeles Convention Center, mm. which is Staples Center's um, ugly little sibling. Um, or maybe ugly big sibling because it's like 10 times the size of Staples Center but it's like right next door right next door yeah completely adjacent like same parking lots and stuff Um, but with all the timing with the NBA games even though the LA teams are not doing so hot um, the Sparks got relegated to the convention center until the Olympic break and then after the Olympics they'll be back at Staples Center for the remaining games on their schedule. So instead they're at a makeshift place that does not actually have a basketball court has to get like put up for every game. Um, does not even have a room for the basketball court. (laughs) Um, it just is a convention center that they put a basketball court in, which is not the first time when the, when the all-star game is here, they put like the celebrity game when the Mm. NBA all-star games here, they put the celebrity game and like the, um, other stuff that they don't really care about at the convention center. <laughs> yeah. Then they and they put the floor from Staples Center, so it still says Staples it says Center. Staples on Center. It. It's yeah, weird. confusing. Which is really odd. You would think that they would like have just gotten rid of that part, but yeah, no. They just well, they, uh, and there's like weird cloth uh, wall. I mean, they're not walls. It's like a black box theater. They're yeah, like, it's like, exactly like right? a black but box a, theater. Yeah, a it's big just one. enormous black <laughs> drapes around the whole thing because it's because it's literally just a convention center where you have like auto shows and mm. like Comic-Con. trade shows and yeah, Comic Con exactly. <laughs> so it's like it's meant to be like a giant twenty thousand square feet of open space, right? Right, and they're trying to make it a basketball court. So they're literally yeah, just totally like a theater, just draped up black curtains that are like 50 feet high just around the entire thing it's very ominous it's weird it's like why yeah like especially with lakers already out the clippers i don't know if that's gonna go for much longer <laughs> like just let them have the staple center what's going on in there anyway let them in. yeah let them in you let would think it. i don't i don't really know what happened like if what what the reason for it beyond that is because normally like there is some overlap between right. the teams and the, and the playoffs and whatnot. And they just make it work. And like, maybe they'll get displaced for like a game or two, but they still fit things into a schedule. So I don't know. I don't know if the NBA just like mandated that you have to like have the dates locked in for every potential NBA right. finals team. And now there's no way to like reverse that. Yeah. Uh, but it's really weird. Cause yeah, there, there's, I think a pretty decent chance but that by the time the Sparks play their next home game, there won't be any NBA teams in LA left. So yeah, yeah it's weird. Weird. So you went there to, you went to the game today, right? I did. Yeah. How was it? I mean, how was it? I mean, we just haven't been to a game in person. So yeah. how did you feel about being there in person? And it's really weird. Yeah. Um, this one felt more normal. So this was their third home game. And this is the second time that they've allowed fans in. Mm-hmm. So Thursday they had a home game. That was the first game with fans. And before that, I've been to their home opener where they didn't allow fans. And the preseason game, which was really weird because they didn't allow fans and it wasn't televised anywhere. 
Mm, weird. So it was like there were a few of us media people there and we were like the only people who had any way of knowing what was happening in the game other than what? the people in the game. That's so weird. So it was really weird. It was a very like oddly intimate thing. And then like it was a preseason game against the Aces and Angel McCautry tore her ACL. Oh, oh God. No. And I was like tweeting about it. And it's like, oh, God, there's like no one. Like there's no TV of this. There's no, yeah. there's no one else here except like four of us who are like tweeting, oh, Angel McCautry just got injured and it looks really, really bad. Oh, God. That's all we know. Um, so it was, it was kind of ominous. So now that there are fans back, it feels a little bit more normal. Um, even though with it being at the convention center, the fans are on like literal bleachers. Yeah. Like just <laughs> metal like. bleachers. You can see them in yeah. the broadcast. It's like, this, it's is this weird. a college gym or a high school right? gym? <laughs> yeah. It feels just like it. Um, so it's very weird. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, I mean, it's, it's fun being back at games and it's like kind of the only thing I've done yeah. since the pandemic. Like you went so long without games and without doing any other social activities, which I still haven't really like ramped up again yet. So it's yeah. kind of like going to Sparks games have kind of been my reintroduction into the world of like leaving my door and going into a different <laughs> door that isn't mine. Yeah. Um, so it's weird, but fun. Yeah. I mean, it's exciting. I, I feel like um, we've, we're still scaredy cats, but we need to baby steps our way out of our houses. We're doing it. We've been doing it. We're doing it. I totally get it. I mean, we went I'm, to the movies. We went to the movies. That's our big thing. Wait, what did you, what did you see? We saw Quiet Place 2. <gasps> and it was actually really fun. Yeah. It was such it. a fun movie. And like, yeah, it was fun being, there was no one in there. Yeah. It was, yeah. They that are, sounds awesome. They still like they're still blocking off like eighty percent of the seats. Yeah. So it's like I I I will feel weirder about it once it gets to full capacity, which is very right. soon. Once someone else's knee is touching yeah. your knee, <laughs> and I'm like, I want to see Fast Nine so badly. Yes. But I don't want to be surrounded by potential anti-vax anti-mask people you know we're still considering renting out a movie theater for fast night i don't know if they're still gonna do that you don't think they'll do it that felt like a very may kind of thing yeah we're still like (laughs) thinking about it and like it it was it's actually very affordable it was like it is it was like a hundred bucks to like rent it out and then split it with like six people or whatever i'm like this is great but i don't know if it's a thing anymore because now you know the the theaters are just trying to pack it pack yeah they're trying to yeah and I don't Which blame them. That sounds fun. Yeah, it does sound like if the timing was better, like if that movie had come out like May now. 15th. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it would have been amazing. We if we do zooming. it, we'll let you know, Brady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. I want to see Fast 9 very badly. And I f- feel like as, as excited as I am for that movie, I don't really trust that the other people who are excited about that movie are necessarily the people that I feel safest in a theater <laughs> with exactly. during a pandemic. Exactly. So kind of a funky Venn diagram there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I'm like, mm, I don't know what, I don't know what you've been up to. <laughs> <laughs> so this was Candace Parker's first game. She, after being traded to the sky, right back in LA, I mean, this yeah. was her, and she wasn't playing today, but they did uh, do like a little tribute video to her, uh, which we didn't see, but I'm sure it's probably online somewhere. But it sounds like it was very moving. And she was like, I love being in Chicago, but it's, you know, it's very nice to come back to LA or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I don't forgive her for leaving. So <laughs> I'm just mad. Fair. I, I think most Sparks fans haven't. So, you know. Yeah. Like, Stick around, you know? Yeah. We liked having you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that way when anyone gets traded anywhere, though. Yeah. True. I don't yeah, like it. It was, it was a, yeah, it was a moving little thing they did. I mean, it was very, like, conventional. Yeah. It was very much just like, oh, here's, like, a one-minute highlight package from, like, your rookie year to your final year. It was some cool quotes from you. And then there was this really <laughs> awkward moment for for people who were there because she was like standing up near the TV and she had a headset on cause she was getting interviewed by ESPN. And 
it wasn't like clear to those of us who were in the arena that she was getting interviewed by the broadcast. So she was just like standing up while everyone else was like all the, the teams were in their timeouts talking. So she was just like alone on the court <laughs> standing there while the, while the montage goes on and she's got like a, you know, a headset. Yeah. So like everyone was expecting her to then like address the crowd. And instead it just ends in there's this awkward silence while she's just like quietly continuing her interview on ESPN that yeah. we can't actually see or hear. <laughs> It was very weird. Well, that was the only part that we heard, and we'd missed the like the tribute video. Yeah, we so, didn't like, see the video. Nobody just, got to see everything. We saw her talking afterwards. Yeah, yeah that's we need so to weird. Put together, yeah, that they Combo. didn't like pipe that into the people who were there live. Yeah, it, it was it was odd. It would have that would have been a nice touch, I think. <laughs> but yeah, so she's not playing. The Sky have had a very touch and go record since they've had so many injuries. They're, you know, definitely trying to get to a point where they can uh, win without their whole squad there. But uh, I think this was definitely like a time for them to prove that. But the sparks were like, not so fast. And (laughs) so a couple key moments. I feel like Amanda Zawibi uh, who's who's pretty new to the Sparks, was doing some amazing stuff. At one point, she did some very fancy footwork. I think it was in the second quarter uh, to like evade her defender and then she did like a little bit uh, step back jump shot that was so beautiful. Like it was like a textbook jump shot. She was so, it was like graceful. And just really fun to watch. I feel like um, the people who left the Sparks, like Candace Parker and Chelsea Gray, definitely huge, amazing players who are missed. But then the Sparks got a bunch of other amazing players like Christy Tolliver and Amanda Zawibi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say it with that British accent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Christy Tolliver. Tolliver. Um, In it. So how are you feeling about the Spark Squad this season, Brady? Um, a little bit hot and cold, to yeah. be honest. Like, I think they're really fun, um, which, you know, from my vantage point is maybe preferable to being good. Yeah. Um, but they're just, they're kind of in like a weird spot, I guess, because, you know, like you said, they lost Candace Parker and Chelsea Gray and, and those two are just so good. Mm-hmm. And you can't really replace like, in sheer talent what you lost in them mm-hmm. but they're also in like a weird place where you know Derek Fisher's coaching the team for his third year and he just got promoted to general manager and like he took over a team that had this star power yeah and it didn't quite fit with like the way he plays or the way he coaches and, and the way he wants his teams to play and so he was pretty open like in the offseason after those two chose to to leave and and go to new teams that he was going to like prioritize signing players who kind of fit what he wanted to do and really like handcraft a roster. Mm -hmm. And I think he did a pretty good job of that. Like they're not, I don't think they have the talent to be a great team, but the pieces fit together so much better than they did last year when they had more talent, but it was kind of like, it didn't really work. Right. And we're starting to see, like, you know, they've they've got off to a little bit of a bumpy start. They haven't been great. But we're starting to see what they can do as they start to gel and 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 get used to one another and, and whatnot. And their their defense is just unreal. It's it's one of the best defenses I've ever seen in the league. Um they're just steals and blocks and traps and rotations just galore. And it's so much fun. They're just like I get a little anxiety watching them sometimes because it like <laughs> I think of playing high school basketball and being really bad and having like someone trap me and being like, oh shit, what do I do? And, like, I watch the defense. I'm like, oh, those poor, those poor other people. They must be so scared right now. Um, but yeah, they're you know I think they'll I think they'll be a good team this year. Not a great team, um, but I think that by the end of the year they'll be kind of extracting as much as they can out of out of the talent they have uh, and that that'll be enough to, you know, have a good record. And yeah. I think there'll be a lot of fun in the process. They, they, they play their asses off. 
And so I think, you know, especially once they're able to move back to Staples and get a larger crowd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that they're going to be a, a team that the fans really love because there's just so much hustle and heart and energy and screaming mm-hmm. and <laughs> like funny attitude. Yeah. Um, I mean, funny, awesome. funny attitude. I, I want to highlight Erica Wheeler. Like, yes, she is such a force at one point. She did this like very impressive layup, but just rammed into the the like post, you know, behind the basket, punches it, gets <laughs> she got the and one. Like she's just like such an energy. And then like maybe one of the best uh <laughs> moments of this game was when Erica Wheeler runs, you know, off the court completely takes out uh, maybe assistant coach. I'm not sure who was sitting there. A guy sitting there. She straddles him like fully. Is like straddles Wee! him. He, his chair falls over. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh my God, are you okay? And she pops up smiling and laughing. <laughs> I mean, her attitude is just like impressive. It was very funny. That was a great moment. That was a, everyone on the team had like this shit eating grin after that play. Like as soon as they, cause it was, it was their assistant coach, Fred Williams. And as soon as like he got helped back up and everyone saw he was fine, you could just see like all the players like turning away so that he couldn't see them and just kind of like stifling these like super shit eating grins. And they were just, they were having a great time with that. It was yeah. very funny. And the, when they played the replay in slow motion, like, yeah, she's like, he was like Ooh! she's full on, like, <laughs> running towards him, straddles him. Like, they, like, fall over together. It's just really, <laughs> yeah. Really um, funny. Yeah. And the, and the second half is kind of, like, volleying back and forth between the yeah. two of them um, until it was a close game. the Sparks, they take it home at the end. They brought it home. Yeah. Final score was fi- uh, 63 to 68. Let's Sparks give out some it. donkeys. Donkeys! So donkeys are awards that we give out for arbitrary categories. Um, we always give out most points, which has to go to the Los Angeles Sparks. Spark it up. <laughs> okay. I thought you were going to play the Sparks. <laughs> sound drop sorry um what what else what else we got here i have uh maybe a best quote from the (laughs) announcer i think it's lachina robinson who was like calling this game uh who said this is very sloppy basketball by both teams here in the third quarter (laughs) (laughs) because no one was scoring there was like a real moment in the third quarter where like no one was doing anything (laughs) it was real ugly (laughs) and i just thought it was like oh wow you are dragging both teams no one (laughs) (laughs) no one is coming away from this unscathed uh great quote yeah i i want to give a donkey to erica wheeler for she's she's bringing the entertainment (laughs) i love that you know we got something fun and funny on the horizon when she's around. Brady, do you have anything? Yeah, yeah. I want to give a donkey to Amanda Zowie B mm. because she, I don't know how much the TV is caught up here, but she yells so much mm. and so loudly. Wow. And at like every possible opportunity. And it's so entertaining sitting there watching her because like anytime anything good happens, she just like puts her arms down in like this warrior pose (laughs) and just goes, yeah, (laughs) and then like finds the nearest teammate and then turns her teammate and is like, hell yeah, (laughs) and then like daps them up like seven times and then moves on with her life. And she's just, she has one of the most entertaining personalities of yeah. any player I've ever encountered. Um, and every time this is another like benefit that, that we were talking about earlier of like zoom press conferences and stuff. Every time she has a press conference, she sits down and like looks into the camera and clearly sees her reflection mm-hmm. and then like fixes her hair for like 20 seconds <laughs> and makes sure that she looks perfect. And then she, and then she starts her press <laughs> conference and it's great. It's every single time. And it's just, it's so great to just like sitting there waiting 
watching her do her little beauty routine. <laughs> a vulnerable moment. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's so great. She lets you in a little bit there. I love that. She's Gabe. Gabe's, Gabe loves her. Yeah. yeah. Fa- Gabe's favorite player. Yeah. That's true. For all the reasons that Brady just said. <laughs> yeah. Gabe She's loves so watching cool. her fix her hair in the reflection. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you have a donkey, Gabe? I was going to give it to Amanda Zowie B. Oh, uh, of course. Two donkeys. Okay. I was just going to give her the Amanda Zowie B award for excellence uh, in a WNBA game. Love that. Um, 10 rebounds, four blocks, double-double. Looked cool doing it. Yeah, she looks so cool. Yeah, she's so cool. Her Red hair's hair. like bright, like maroon right now. It's so great. Uh, so, so good. All um, right, who I, wins? Let's I, calculate it up. I just want to give one more oh, okay. little award for okay. cool look uh, <laughs> to um, Taya Cooper. She's got like eyelashes for day. Mm-hmm. Like she's got fake eyelashes on while she plays, which is already hard to do. It's already commendable. And then her hair is amazing. She's got her shorts the perfect length. She's wearing makeup. Just she's wanna... like she really like is you know she's out on the town. Yeah. So just want to like shout out Taya Cooper for her look. But I'm gonna say Amanda Zowie B wins it because <laughs> okay she got two donkeys. That's very rare that one player gets two donkeys. Yeah. So we got to give it to her. Yep. Congratulations. Congratulations. Hell yeah. We didn't even have to calculate it. <laughs> we did it in our heads. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Um, each week we highlight the best, funniest, cutest comments made by our members of the Cutie Nation Discord. It's our cutie comment of the week. Now to leave a great comment. This week's comment is from Sam Ding. (laughs) (laughs) Sam posted a screenshot of a game where you... It's uh, like Boggle, essentially. Yeah, you like... It's like a bunch of... It's a bunch of letters, and you're supposed to pick out words from it. Um, And he tried to put in the word (laughs) boing. Which I'm assuming it didn't accept. I'm assuming the app didn't accept it, which is bullshit. Um, And I did tell him, make sure you don't forget bong. Yeah, bong is in there for sure. (laughs) Bing. Bye. Bing bong. (laughs) Bing bong theory. Uh, uh, Yeah. Thank you so much. If you guys want to be eligible for the cutie comment of the week, join our cutie nation discord. Um, Our our lowest level is only $2 a month. That's that's not and much. that's priceless to have access to those kind of jokes for less than a cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah, try to get a cup of coffee at Starbucks for $2. That's nothing. That's basically a penny. Okay, sign up on our Patreon, patreon.com slash dunktown. Uh, our next goal is 125 patrons. Uh, we're, we're, we've been talking about doing a an opening night watch along to Space Jam 2. We want to make it happen. Yeah. Um, if you're interested and you want to, if you want more content, if you want more bonus stuff that we put out <laughs> and it's fucking perfect. <laughs> Everything we do is perfect. Uh, just sign up on our Patreon. All right. N- there's nothing in our mail basket this week, but if you want to send us something, you can email us at hiadunk.town or leave a message on our cutie hotline, 903-420-DUNK. Tell us what's going on in the world of basketball or in just your general life. Um, love to give advice, especially yeah. if I'm not involved at all. So, uh, Brady, thank you so much for being here. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Oh gosh, I wish I actually had something to plug, but <laughs> honestly, I don't. Um, Twitter. So, I mean, yeah, everyone just, should read your your what uh, you do for SB Nation. Yeah, so. yeah. Read. Follow me on Twitter at Brady Klopp for NBA. Yeah, um, you post a lot about the WNBA for our listeners who want to learn more. That's a great place to start. Is following. Also, awesome journalist last time you were on um you had posted something about anthony davis's vaginal water slide <laughs> <laughs> God, i forgot about that thank you for reminding me oh that was the best oh thank you for reminding me of that <laughs> i forgot all about that so if anyone wants content like that yeah go to brady's twitter it is gold the go-to place for WNBA news and vaginal waterfalls <laughs> Not 
related. Not related. Those two things, just in, in the interest of keeping my job and standing with the league people. Those yes. two things, not related. Separate, Completely separate. separate. Um, okay, well, thank you again. And thanks to all of our cutie listeners for coming on this journey with us. As always, we love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. For more Dunktown content, check out our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash dunktown. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dunktown Podcast. I'm on Twitter at echo underscore mint and on Instagram at Agata Monica. Anastasia is on both at Anastasia Vigo. Check out our website, dunk.town. If you like the show, please write us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you listen. We always really appreciate those. We have t-shirts, stickers, hoodies, and more available for sale at dunk.town slash store. Thank you to Andrea Tomingas for the Dunktown design, and thank you to Andrew Bear for our original music for the show. Sources and references from this episode can be found in the episode description. Mm-hmm.